You're in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. I'm going to be reading out of the New American Standard for this verse. It says this, Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things. Everybody say all things to enjoy. He richly gives us or supplies all things to enjoy. I'm emphasizing that for a reason, but let's pray over the word. Father, I thank you for your word. This time together, the the, the church, uh, my family, my friends, the, the body of Christ, these are my family. Lord. This is my family, Lord. And I just thank you for them. And I pray your blessing on them. And over our time in your word, speak to me, speak to them, Lord, as we, we go through your word. Help us Lord, to all learn and grow together that we can be more like you, know you more, love you better, and be more effective in reaching others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated Thanksgiving, right? We all sat around a table. We was here on Wednesday, that Wednesday night, Pastor Rob preached. We had communion, and we, we thanked the Lord in all of the country. Even, even people that maybe aren't believers uh, were thankful. Go, probably went around your table, and hey, what are, you, what are you thankful for? We did that just a few weeks ago. Uh, then the very next day, people broke through doors, overturned displays, ran through aisles, and pulled down televisions on people's heads to get a discount for the things they wanted. Isn't that kind of ironic? Like the day after that we say we, we're focused on what we're thankful for, people go crazy for the things that they want. And maybe it could be the things that they want to get a deal on to give to somebody else. I get it. You know, Pastor Larry Stockstill said this, how do we go from season's greetings to season's beatings? <laughs> I like that, huh? How do we go from season's greetings to season's beatings? And this was his answer, by worshiping things. By worshiping things. Tonight, the, the, the title of this message is called The Thing About Things. They're like, wait, what? You know, like you say, you know, the thing about the Bible is this. So the thing about things. I want to talk about things tonight. You see, things that we buy, and I'm focusing on this around the Christmas season, the things that we buy for ourselves or for others are not bad, Right? I, I, the other night, when me and, me and Cassie was talking about the things we were going to buy for each other, she was talking about something that she had an idea what she wanted to buy. Well, you know, of course, like, I don't know if you like that, you like surprises. Me, I try to get out the gift, what it's going to be. So I was kind of sly trying to get it out of her, and, and she told me about how much she thought it was going to cost. You know, that's kind of the thing of having a single income home, you know. I mean, it's kind of hard for her to buy something for me. I, I'm going to know what it, you know, I'll see at least how much she spent, you know. So we started talking about that, and when she told me the price of what it was going to be, I said, oh, is it this? And she was like, no. I was like, oh, because that's something I really wanted or something that it really needed, you know. And she said, Okay, all right, look, you know, so finally she basically told me what she was going to get me, and I said, no, I'd really rather this. If you're going to spend the money, spend it on this. And that night, I went to Academy, and I got, I bought my own Christmas present, you know, because, uh, you know, it, it's some ear protection, and I'm a duck hunter, and I plan on doing some duck hunting the next couple of weeks, and I, I, I could use that now, you know what I mean? So, but what I did was I got home from Academy, and I put it under the tree. So it's under there, it's not wrapped, but it's my gift, and I'll wait till next week when I'll use it, you know, but, you know, so, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, I want to keep my hearing, I, I was thinking about Pastor Kelly, people that hunt a lot or that are just work, people that have worked around heavy equipment, if they don't use ear protection, literally, I mean, I'm, I'm not joking now, you can damage your ears. You can damage ears. I know, I know guys that have hunted or worked in and they have constant ringing in their ear all the time. So I got me this ear protection that has microphones that you could actually, you can, what it does is really cool. You can, I'm totally getting sidetracked here. You can, I'm just explaining what they are. You can, 
they have a microphone and you, it actually enhances the sound around you. But whenever you shoot, it muffles and protects your ears. I don't know how it does it. It's amazing. But, you know, it, it muffles the, the sound of, the, of the, the gun blast to where it protects your ears, but it enhances all the hearing around it. So Merry Christmas to me. Okay. So things like this ear protection is not bad, right? Paul just told, told Timothy, as we just read, God gives us all things to enjoy like this. I'm, I'm going to enjoy this ear protection. Homes, cars, clothing, food, pleasure, travel, and everything good comes from God's generous hand, right? That's what, that's what the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy and telling us. But when enjoyment, and Pastor Larry said this too, when enjoyment turns to worship, however, life goes upside down. God has given us all of these things to enjoy. I, I make no bones about it. Again, y'all know I, I, I'm a hunter. I love to hunt. I love the outdoors. I love fishing. I love anything outdoors. I love, I, I enjoy having fun. Do you enjoy having fun? Do you enjoy life? Do you do things? I, I don't think there's nothing that I know there's nothing wrong with hobbies and you might like to travel. You might like to hike. You might like to boat or fish. You might like to, you're a gamer. You like playing games. You like, you know, uh, I don't, this time of year, you ladies might like Hallmark movies. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you like, I, I even the other day I, I got, I got into a Hallmark movie with my wife, but I like sandwich that I watch football, then Hallmark, then football again. So, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I sandwiched it in between some, a little bit of some, some football, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I don't, if you're a golfer, do you like football? You like watching, you know, if you're a golfer, you do these things. There's nothing wrong with things. The Bible makes it clear. God has given us all things. That's why to enjoy. But when enjoyment turns into worship, our life gets flipped upside down. So here's some good perspectives to keep during this Christmas season as we focus on not even getting, but but giving things. So here's the thing about things. Number one, things that should not control us. Things should not control us. Satan uses things to gain access to our worship. He even tried that with Christ, right? You remember the story in Luke 4, 5 through 7? Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me, right? The devil tried to use things, a kingdom, authority, whatever it was. In this case, it was a whole kingdom and whatnot to gain access to Jesus' worship. He still does the same thing to us today. But what did Jesus respond? What was his response? Luke 4, 8. Jesus replied, the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Right? He tries to gain access to our worship by the things that we have, the things that we buy, the things that we do, uh, even the things that we, we give to other people. You know that I, I, I told, I told, I think I told you all this too. But I told my wife a few years ago, I was starting to get, I was starting to, to like resent Christmas in the sense of how we know Americanized Christmas, right? Materialized Christmas. Because my, my wife and I was sitting down one day going over our Christmas. And this was quite a few years back. I think we were in our first house. And she starts making a list of all the people that we're going to give gifts to. And, and some was like family, but it was like, you know, family that we, we, we never see. And, and I'm, I'm not against that at the end of, but I was just like, man, it's like, yeah, but, but that's family. I was like, but we don't ever see them. Why? We don't ever think about buying them a gift ever or spending money on them except for Christmas. So I, I was feeling like the pressure to buy them something that we don't really, and that's another thing, we don't really have money for to buy them. So, so the society 
causes us to be controlled by giving people stuff that we really don't see and then that we really don't have the money to even buy. We can't afford it. We go into debt because we're pressured because of a date on the calendar. Y'all tracking with me? So even if you're not, I'm getting further revelation even as I'm talking to y'all about this. Things shouldn't control us, not even things that we get, but the things that we want to buy under pressure for other people. We can't allow a holiday or, or even a great time of year to control us. If it stinks, if we're focusing on Christ, I love the music selection. Oh, come let us adore him. That's a Christmas song. I'm so glad. Thank you, Nathan, picking that song because that's a worship song, right? Oh, we adore you. We, we, we will give you all the praise, honor forever. That's a great, that's what Christ mass, right? That's how it starts. The focus should be on the Lord. Again, nothing wrong with things, getting things, giving. I like things. It's good to get stuff. Again, I, I went run to academy and didn't feel convicted about it at all. Nothing wrong with that, right? But if I start worshiping that, that, those, those earmuffs, right? If I start thinking about that more than I'm thinking about the Lord and, and the Bible and, and the presence and my wife and my children and the church and my job and, and what I'm supposed to be doing, it becomes a problem, right? If I didn't prepare this message today because I was twiddling with the microphone on my thing, that Pastor Todd probably would have had a problem with that. Don't you think? And the Lord would too, right? So again, things should not control us. You know, when he said, you know, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I thought about the other scripture where Jesus says, you can't serve God and mammon at the same time. One, you're going to serve one and neglect the other. So if things, money, possessions, work, even relationships control us, we start serving those things instead of serving the Lord. So during this Christmas season, just be careful. Be careful that it's not all about the things that you get and even the things you're given. Because even given could, you know, can be masked in a, oh, look, I'm a giving. I love to give more than receive. That's what Jesus said. Yes. But don't let that be the sole focus during this time. Amen. And just, just, just a side note, don't spend money you don't have. That, I wouldn't even plan on saying that. That's a little Dave Ramsey plug, right? If you don't have the money, tell people, Hey, I'm going to bake you some cookies. Merry Christmas, right? Don't run up your credit card for Christmas. That's not wise, y'all. That's not wise. Well, I'm going to give. That's not wise giving. That's not, and I wasn't even planning on saying this, but praise the Lord. Don't get in debt. Don't let society or the, the, or, or the TV or anybody else put pressure on you to get in debt over Christmas. What fun is Christmas if you get in debt? Then you got to pay it off all the way through, you know, the summer of next year, right? So that's just a side note. That's a freebie right there, okay? Don't get in debt over Christmas. Have fun. You can do creative. You can, and we started doing that. We make chocolate, my wife make chocolate, uh, covered pretzels and, and like Ritz, the little Ritz, uh, peanut butter sandwich and that's very cheap and you can make and it's good and you give that to somebody and decorate it you women know how to do that make it look real pretty and you give that to somebody and cost you like three bucks right and somebody still be if i got that as a christmas present i would be blessed those things are good right i would i love chocolate anything with chocolate and peanut butter i i will be a blessed man i will enjoy the things that the lord has given me right all right number two number one thing should not control us number two satan uses things to capture our hearts and it, it's awesome. I just thought of a scripture that goes even better with this. Satan uses things to capture our hearts. That's why Jesus said, guard your heart, because out of it flows the issues of life. See, when it comes to things, possessions, we got to guard our hearts. Pastor Todd said it last week. It's not how much money you have. It's if money has you, right? 
It's not how much money you have. It's if money has you. So we need to guard our heart because Satan uses things to capture our heart. How does he do this? Well, it's in three ways. Number one, attraction. Our eyes become fascinated with something material, whether it's good or bad, right? Genesis 3.6 says, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes. It was delightful. It looked good. No harm done yet, right? We can look at stuff all the time, especially right now. Christmas. Man, look at that. Look at that beautiful fill in the blank. Dress, shoes, bow, shotgun, you know, camo, decoys, whatever, golf clubs. I don't know, whatever you're into. Man, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's not, man, look at that nice truck. Look at that nice boat. Look at that, you know, whatever the case may be, nothing wrong. No, no harm done yet. But then the second one comes around, attachment. Now we become obsessed with it. We search it out endlessly, especially in the day and age of the internet. You can search and research and search and research till you're blue in the face. We study it. We dream about it. We fantasize about it. We are stuck and can't shake the obsession. And then this is where it comes down to what Pastor Lyle was talking about. Number three is we get we full-on worship it. Finally, your whole soul is given to it. We boast about it. We display it everywhere for all to see. That's social media, right? We get something and it's just like, man, it instantly you can show the whole world, look at my new toy, right? Just that quick or send it around. It becomes part of our identity. It has become worship. That's how the enemy uses things to capture our hearts. You think, no, man, no, no I don't do that. But really? Well, Romans one twenty five says this. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So listen to this. They worshiped and served the what? things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. You see that? They, God has created all things. Again, he's given us all things to enjoy. God wants us to enjoy life, right? Those of you that are parents, you want your children to enjoy life, right? You don't, I mean, we, we try to feed them healthy and give them chicken and broccoli and all that. But man, we like our kids to go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal and ice cream and, and cookies and run around and just have fun, right? You know, we, we, don't you want your kids to have fun? We want your kids to enjoy stuff and just go play, have fun. Here's some sweets, you know, get and just have a blast, right? I believe, I mean, if we enjoy that as people, God's a perfect father. He wants us to enjoy life, but he just don't want us he don't want us to worship the things that he created for us to enjoy. He wants us to keep our worship on him. So remember, the enemy uses things to capture our hearts. Guard your heart for out of it grows the issues of life. Number three, God wants to know if we'll love him more than we love anything else. Not only, not only is it worship, but will we love him more than we love anything else? You know, there, there's a, there's a pretty, tough story in the Bible, uh, it ends well. Most of us know about Abraham and Isaac. And like, man, why would God do that? And I think this is why. God was testing Abraham. He, If you don't know, if you're not familiar with the story, the man named Abraham, Genesis chapter uh, 22, that had one son, been wanting a son, been wanting a son. He did have another son, but one with his wife, wasn't God's will. Finally, God gave him a wife, an old age, gave him a, a child through his wife. Their age, and God turns around and asks him to sacrifice his one and only son, which is, of course, was a type and a shadow of Jesus. He tells Abraham to to go up to a mountain, gather some wood, uh, make a fire, and sacrifice. Get a knife and sacrifice his one and only son that he'd been praying for 
literally for years and years and years. Uh, let's read about it in Genesis 22, 9, and 1, uh, 9 through 12. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for I know that I now know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Abraham was asked to give up his son Isaac, but then he didn't have to. Isn't that good? What was happening there? The Lord wanted to see, do you love that boy more than you love me? Are you willing to, 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 to give him up? He was just testing Abraham to see, do you love him more than you love me? And he was, he was willing to, that this boy, now the Bible goes on to say he was believed that God could even raise him from dead if he did, but he was asked, give up the thing that you love the most dearly for me. Do you love me enough to do that? And I find that too, that, you know, that sometimes it's just a heart check that we need. Do I love these things more than I love the Lord? And, 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 and the Lord, I believe, will test us. You remember John 21, 15? He was talking about other people. But after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? You know, I, that's a question that we, we have to ask ourselves. Do we love the Lord more? Listen, when we truly demonstrate to God that we love him above all things, he will open the windows of heaven and bless us without measure. And that's really the thing. <laughs> that's the thing about things. Is that, you know, I, you know, we, there's times we do need to sacrifice. We need to give up stuff. But, you know, I think it's more about where our heart's at than about the things we do and give up. I, I believe that. I believe that's the, this, this, this story tell, shows us that. I'm not saying we gotta give up things, but, you know, a, a lot of times it's just a heart, con, uh, it's a heart condition. Are we gonna serve God, worship God? Uh, uh, more than things, are we going to love the Lord more than things? Remember, when you truly demonstrate that, I believe God will, like he says, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing to where we can't even contain it. You know, I'm just going to give you another little small, these are just cool things that the Lord shows me that that's scripture, and, and that's on tithing, Malachi 3.10. You tithe, I'll bring tithe to the storehouse, I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing to where I can't even contain it. It's Christmas time, and 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 uh, and even around the time, thank y'all, people bless us with some things. And and uh, one of uh, one of the staff members blessed my wife and I with a gift card, and it's been sitting on my desk. And so I I I picked it up and I went to put it in my wallet. And you know, like in your wallet, you have you know, you have the little slots to put credit cards and stuff like that. And I have one side that has my my cards, my debit card and credit card on, and the other side is just for gift cards and stuff. And I didn't have any more room because I had so many gift cards in my wallet. And it's little things like that. I'm like, the Lord's blessing me. I don't even have room to contain it. That scripture is real. I had a little like score card from like, it's just like, you know, a card from like Dick's and, and Field and Stream. And it's not a credit card. It's just a points card. You know, it takes track of your points. I was like, I have to take that out and put it in another part so I can put all my gift cards, my restaurant gift cards. Amen. So, hey, I'm, look, that might not be big to you, but that's a praise report. That's, that's the Lord's provision and blessing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that, that the Lord's really poured out his, his blessings upon us, you know? And I believe that. It's just like, man, you know? And the Lord knows I love to eat, right? And so a lot of y'all know that too, right? He, I think he's given us all those things to enjoy. So it's a hard condition. 
Do we love him more than things? Number four, your purpose needs to change from obtaining things to using things to help other people, right? Once we get our focus right on things and we don't, we don't worship them and we don't love them more than the Lord, we start realizing, man, God has not only blessed us with things for us to enjoy, but he's blessed us to use them to bless others, right? Like many of y'all have done for us uh, over many years, but especially in recent times. We started out in, in 1 Timothy six seventeen that says, God richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Now let's look at the next verse. Look at verse 18, 1 Timothy six eighteen. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. You see that? Be rich in good works. He said, and there's nothing wrong with being rich. Pastor Todd said that again too. If you're wealthy, praise the Lord. But use some of, at least some of your wealth to bless others. Start praying and thinking of how you can use your things to help others, bless others, and show them the goodness of God, right? Especially during this Christmas season, but all the time. Why not find at least one person every day this season to show the goodness of God to, right? Why not every day we just kind of, starting tomorrow, even tonight, you might go eat out tonight, or uh, if not, you might go home, you might go grab a coffee, I don't know, whatever, you might go straight home. Tomorrow, start tomorrow and try to, just, it could be a God bless you, it could be a smile, hey, you're looking good today, hey, you, you know, I like that that outfit, or it might be just blessing them with a little $5 gift card, or doing the thing at CC's where you pay for the person behind you, or, you know, whatever the case may be, show people the goodness of God, use the things you have. To, to help others and to bless others. You know, you know, uh, like at Sam's and a lot of stores have, especially stores like Sam's, they set up those little booths, right? With the little samples. They gave you the little samples so you can try a product that they want you to buy. You know, why not us start going around this Christmas season and giving people little doses and samples of the love of God, right? It ain't got to be even nothing huge. It ain't got to be nothing big. But just little samples, little little, little things uh, about the love of God. And that's keeping Christ in Christmas, right? Focusing on like, man, it's the season of giving. You know, Jesus did say it's more blessed to give than to receive. Those things that we have, let's use those things. Don't just obtain them, but let's use those things to help others and to bless others. Each and every day, whatever, as small as it can be and even bigger things, just remember how how can we help? It might be you not, you know, and somebody that maybe don't have somewhere to go this year, you know, uh, for Christmas or something. Maybe invite them over to your house, right? Maybe, you know, whatever whatever the case may be. I don't know. Bring them a meal. Do something. Just think about ways that you can give them a little taste of how good God is. Amen? And then the fifth and final thing is let's think about giving a lasting gift. As we think about things, give a lasting gift. And what I mean by that is is a, a gift that's going to last not only in this life, but for eternity, right? And that's great, you know, and, and, and to give gifts. And we're going to, again, we like things, we like gifts that we can use. I mean, that, that Cain's gift card is not eternal. I know that. It's going to taste good, but it's not going to last long, right? And that's okay. We can give those gifts. That'll bless on You know somebody's favorite restaurant or coffee shop? That's good. And, and I was point for using things to help people, but give a lasting gift this holiday season or Christmas season. So even when people, that's one of the things that I do, and it, it sounds cheesy, my wife, me and my wife, my, people are like, happy holidays. I'm like, Merry Christmas. I'm like, I make sure that, my, look, my wife did that. Can I tell this? Can I, one year, 
It was, we had been talking about that. So we were walking out of the store and somebody said, happy holidays. My wife said, Merry Christmas. All like, and she was pretty like, cause we were just talking about it. It was on her mind. I was like, well, it was kind of, it was kind of abrasive there, baby. I was like, I like that you, you emphasize Christ in that, but it, you probably scared that poor lady. You know what I mean? And so, uh, and we laugh about it. It is, it's funny, you know, but let's think about giving the last thing to give. Like, what, what is ultimate generosity? And look, I, I don't, just cause I'm about to say this, I don't have this down. I, I, this is, uh, What's ultimate generosity? It is when I take something that I deeply cherish and I give it to another. It's easy for me to give them old pair of shoes out of my closet I don't wear anymore, right? But it's, it's giving something that I really enjoy, I, I deeply cherish. Could be your money, it could be something else, and I give it to somebody else. There's a couple of stories I thought about in the Bible, a couple of ladies actually. John 12, 3. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nor and she anointed jesus's feet with it wiping her feet with her hair the house was filled with the fragrance and two verses later we learned that the perfume was worth a whole year's wages think about that think about this christmas if you gave the everything you earned this year your salary for one year into one gift to somebody that's a pretty awesome gift right now, and we know the significance of this. She was, she was, she was, uh, anointing Jesus' feet and it was a prophetic, you know, um, uh, uh, gesture. You know, Jesus says later, whenever, you know, Judah starts to complain, well, this was a, he's the one that said this was a, a, a perfume worth a year's wages. Could have used that to give the money to the poor. And Jesus goes on to say, she's preparing my body for death. Like it was a prophetic thing. She didn't even realize how powerful she was making a lasting, she was giving a lasting gift, right? It was something very powerful. And then, of course, the little lady in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people in, uh, in, many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they have they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Wouldn't you say that Mary and this widow gave something that was deeply cherished, that they deeply cherished, right? This one lady gave a year's worth. This poor widow gave everything she had left. You know, but again, it was it was her tithe. She was sowing into the kingdom. She was sowing into what she knew would be the Lord's work, the kingdom, something eternal. You know, this Christmas season, ask God to give you, to show you where to give a lasting gift. Let me just give you a couple examples. Maybe you want to give to missions every, every month, the end of this month. It'll be after, you know, Christmas really is going to be the beginning of next year, but give to missions. You know, you can, you, if you want this year, if you, if the Lord stirs and you pray about it, like, man, you can, you can give to our missions and you can specify. We, we, we support all kind of missionaries. Uh, I was, I, I got an email about, Fabian and Carol Gretsch uh, in Iraq, they're full-time missionaries. You can, I encourage you, go to surge.com. We partnered with the Surge Project. Pastor Larry, I quoted him a couple of times that he, 
You know, they, they plant churches all over the world. You might want to be involved on your own apart from the church and being part of planting a church at the end of the year. I know some of you, especially business owners, you want to give tax-deductible gifts before the end of the year. Man, think about, you know, joining us, partnering with us in, in missions. You can give it in debt and say, hey, missions account, or I want to give this to Mexico Ministries, to Guatemala with Mike and Dolly Clark, to Fabian in Iraq, to the Surge Project, to plant a church in China, to Cuba where Pastor Todd just came. I know... Think about that. What about maybe sponsoring a child, like like World Vision or Compassion, something like that? There's a lot of Christian organizations where you can sponsor a child, um, you know, for, I don't know, I think 30, 40 bucks a month. You know, we did it for about 10 years till she, she was 18, and, and she became an adult, and we did that, a little girl from Kenya, and, and it was a blessing. You know, we put her picture up on the, the, the um, fridge. We'd pray for her. We'd write her letters. She would write us letters. We, you know, just... Man, I, I'm hoping one day I'll get to go. It's our dream to go to Kenya and meet Stella. Her name's Stella, which is cool because our kids are Joa, Ava, Leah, Bella. And then we had a Stella in Kenya, too. It was really cool. And we picked her because her birthday was the same as Cassie's birthday. You know, it was just really cool. You know, something we did for, for 10 years, and it was awesome. Maybe think about doing that. That You know, that little girl, and, and, and she would tell us what her favorite Bible verses were. Like we know that this is a, this was a, a, an organization that was, that were pouring the word of God into this little girl. We wasn't just helping her and her family and, and she wasn't orphaned or nothing like that. She had a mom and dad, but just lived in a poor community. But we know that and we believe in and prayed for this little girl that the support and the encouragement we gave her and the pr- more than the $40 a month was the prayers that I believe reached Kenya all those years, right? And that that little girl's going to grow up to be a mighty woman of God. Hopefully she'll be a doctor and hopefully, I don't know, she might come to America and search us out one day. I don't know. We might meet her. It'd be great. But I believe we're going to be in heaven together. That's the most important thing about that. So just want to encourage you. It might be, um, you know, supporting a project locally that's changing uh, lives. Like you're going to hear about next month, um, like the pregnancy center and clinic. You know, maybe you want to, you, you want to partner with them that, that help. Uh, uh, women out of out of uh, abortions that are thinking and contemplating abortions and and man they're doing a great job you know Patrice at the pregnancy center she emailed me the next morning and 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 gave my condolences and talk talked about how my mom was one of their prayer partners she would call my mom when they had something heavy or a prayer need and she's like your mom was always faithful to pray for us you know and so you know partner with them and they saving babies from getting from getting murdered in the womb amen and on top of that they ministering to the mamas and they're getting saved right so it's not just on not only saving physical life they're helping save souls at the pregnancy center clinic so these are just some suggestions as i wrap it up these are lasting gifts right these little babies are going to grow up and hopefully get saved. These mamas are getting saved. And, and, and January is the, you know, Sanctity of Life month. And we typically always, uh, I hadn't heard of, is Patrice coming next month, Miss Clovia? Figured she was. And so you'll hear from Miss Patrice at the Pregnancy Center. And, and I just want to encourage you, you know, you can go look them up. APCC, I think it's dot org, you know, and, and, and again, my wife and I, we support them. We love them. They're doing an awesome job. So I just want to encourage you. There's some suggestions. Give a lasting gift. Amen. It's all right to give, you know, that jacket and that coat and that video game and, and what, whatever the case may be that we, you know, you might be giving your children and stuff. Those things are great. But on top of that, let's give lasting gifts. Amen. Let's not let things control us. Let's not, let's not worship things, love things more than, than we love the Lord in this Christmas season. Let's focus. Listen, this Christmas season, as I close, is more than just running over the top of other shoppers for a 10% discount, right? It's more than that. It's about using things to help other people. It's about giving lasting gifts, and it's also, of course, the focus as we focus on the birth of our Savior. It's about God's precious and holy gift that has changed our lives forever, right?
Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, right? Jesus came down, we celebrate his birth, but his purpose of coming, he was born to die on the cross for me and you and for all of us, right? Why don't you go ahead and stand up with me as we close in prayer. Of course, Jesus gave us the, or God, the Father gave us the greatest gift in his son, Jesus Christ, his eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's the gift that literally will last forever, right? My mom and so many others, Mr. Larry, Pastor Kelly's dad, and Miss Kitt, and Pastor Brad, and all those saints that have gone before just recently, you know, Mama Ochoa, you know, my, Mike Ochoa's mom that just passed away, and, and Shelton uh, Leger, you know, all these brothers and sisters that we, we've had, we've celebrated their home goings just in the last month or so you know um you know they they're they're, they just received the gift that is literally going to last forever and ever and ever so why don't you do me a favor as we close don't you go and bow your head and close your eyes with me and and we're all going to receive gifts and i hope you do i hope the lord pours out a great blessing of of things that you can enjoy this christmas season and, and the days ahead but the greatest the greatest the absolutely greatest gift that we can ever receive is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you'd say, Brandon, you know, I don't know if I'm prepared for eternity. I don't know. As we talked about all these that have gone home recently and a few years ago, Pastor Keller was telling his dad's been in heaven for three years almost now. It's amazing it's been that long already. If you said, man, if I'm like all these people and, and, I, and I cross over, if tonight's my last night, if I don't make it to Christmas Day, do you know where you're going to spend your eternity? The Bible makes it clear we will spend our eternity somewhere, either heaven or hell. God loves us so much that he sent his son down to die on the cross for our sins. We've all sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard, but he sent Jesus Christ and offers us the free gift of salvation, of eternal life. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you say, Brandon, I don't know if I'm ready for eternity. If today was my last day on this earth, if I didn't make it home tonight, I'm not sure I would spend eternity in heaven with the Lord. If you're not absolutely sure and you can't 100% sure, say, Brandon, I don't know if I'm prepared for eternity. I want you to slip up your hand. I want to pray for you and make sure that you're ready tonight. If that's you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you. I see your hand back here, ma'am. Anybody else? Sir, I see your hand, ma'am. Anybody else? Thank you for your boldness. We're going to pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you're about to receive the greatest gift you could ever have. For every Christmas combined in the world, this is going to be the greatest gift you're ever going to get. Anybody else before we pray? I see these with your hands up. Now, we're going to pray a simple prayer in faith. The Bible says that we're saved by grace through faith. So those of you that raised your hand, we're going to pray together. Just pray a simple prayer, something like this. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord, I know that I've sinned. And I ask, Lord, that you would forgive me of my sin. I receive the free gift of eternal life tonight. I want to live my life for you. I want to serve you. I want to worship you. Lord, turn my eyes away from the things that I've worshipped and served and turn my eyes to you. Give me the grace and give me the strength to live for you, Lord, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Why don't we give these a round of applause? Thank you, Jesus. 
for the rest of us again. Let's let's use our things. Hey, look, God's given us all these things to enjoy. Enjoy the Christmas season. I know I will enjoy. You probably have time off. A lot of people take vacation. If you're like me, you might want to go do something outdoors. You might be traveling. You, you enjoy the food, the cooking, the giving, the gifts. That's all grace. Let's enjoy it. But let's also use the things God's given us to help others, to bless others, and to give to something that's going to last for eternity. Amen. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be down here. If not, we love you guys. God bless y'all. Y'all have a wonderful evening.